Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. One of the great dangers when God is working is men start taking credit for it. And I want you to know the moment that happens, the moment we rob God of his worthiness, his glory, uh, the blessing is removed because the Bible says that God will not share his glory with any other. So here we are in Acts chapter number 14. Uh, Paul and Barnabas are being greatly used of the Lord. And in the midst of their ministry, there is this tendency of, of secular-minded people, people who are not spiritual people, to begin to give credit to these preachers. And what do they do? Like every faithful messenger, they said, no, absolutely not. This is not about us. This is all about our great God. And let me read the story to you today, beginning in Acts chapter 14 and verse number 8. The Bible says, And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. So here's part one uh, of this story. First, you have the miracle. And what is the miracle? The miracle was that through God's power, this man who had never walked, he'd never walked, imagine that, in a moment was made whole. And not only walked, the Bible says he leaped. He, he jumped. He began to walk with certainty and with strength. The, the key word here is that he was impotent in his feet. Literally, he had no power. So if he had no power, where'd the power come from? And if you're not careful, somebody's going to say, oh, that was Paul. No, it wasn't Paul. Paul wasn't the source. Paul was just the messenger boy. He was the channel. Uh, he was the tributary through which it came, uh, but it came from God. That was the whole point. Remember that every miracle done in the Word of God was always done for a purpose. And it wasn't just to provide entertainment or even do something nice for someone. The purpose of the miracle was to reveal the power of God. So you have the miracle, and you have to acknowledge from the very beginning, this is the Lord. And that should have been the response. It should have been uh, the response, this is the Lord's doing, it's marvelous in our eyes. But it wasn't. Verse number 11, the Bible says, And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Laconia, The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands into the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. Time out just a second. Can you imagine how quickly this scene has changed? A minute ago, they, they had been run out of the previous town, chased off, and with one miracle, suddenly they are Mercury and Jupiter. Oh, how fickle and how ignorant the human heart can be. How quickly the mob can cry, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, and turn right around and say, crucify him. And here we see the reverse of that. Uh, first, there is absolute hatred 
in this region. And now when they show up in Lystra and one man, just one man begins to walk, now suddenly they want to elevate these men. So you have not only the miracle, now you have the men. I think it's very interesting, but there is a a slight adjustment here. Remember to this point, Barnabas has in many ways been the, the leader of this missionary team, at least in the eyes of the church. But now we get some insight into why it begins to be Paul and Barnabas instead of Barnabas and Saul, and it's because that Paul was the chief speaker. He was the spokesman. God had gifted him and touched his life in such a way that he was the one articulating the message. Uh, By the way, I love the humility of Barnabas and the fact that Barnabas is willing just to serve. Every man has his own gifts. Uh, These men both understood something. They were the gifts of God. It was not them. It was the Lord. That's why the Bible says in verse 14, which when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people, crying out and saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you. And so they acknowledge we are just men. We're not here for you to worship us. We want to help you worship God. Could I just make an application here? When God is doing something very special in your midst, never think it's you. Friend, if there's any good thing in any of us, it must be Jesus because it sure isn't us. Paul said, in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. He wrote to one of the churches and said, why would we rejoice and boast in that which we've been given? In other words, we didn't generate this. It is the gift of Almighty God. Oh, may the Lord help us all to have that humility of spirit. So you have the miracle, then you have the men, and then you have the message. Because Paul continues in Acts chapter 14 and verse 15 to say this. He said, We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, He left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, scarce restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them. May I tell you the message this world desperately needs right now? They don't need a message about us. They need a message about who the true and living God is. They don't need a message of us affirming them in their sin. They need a message of us saying, God wants you to turn from this sin, from this evil and this wickedness to him. You know, this sermon in in Lystra is one of two in the book of Acts that is recorded to a purely Gentile audience. Athens was the other. And I think that's significant because he goes all the way back to creation. Where do you start with Gentiles? They, they're not aware even of who Jehovah God is. You see, they're idolaters. So what does he do? He goes all the way back to the beginning. You know, the nearer I get to Revelation, the more the opening chapters of Genesis are making a whole lot of sense to me. And I find myself referencing them frequently. I really think at the end of the age, we've got to go back to first principles. We've got to remind people who created this world, where we came from. Uh, How can they understand who Christ is if they do not understand who the Creator is? And so we go and we begin where God begins to reveal himself in the fact that he gave us life. We are here because of him. I love this expression. The Bible says that he left not himself without witness. God always 
God always has his witnesses. A creation is itself a witness. The word is a witness, and every believer, every Paul and every Barnabas is left here to do one thing, and that is not attract people to ourselves, but point people to Jesus. We're the witnesses, friends. Uh, Let God do what God wants to do. He is the miracle-working God. But let it always be remembered that men are just men, and our message is the message of truth, the truth of the Creator and the truth of the Christ. Our message is the message of repentance and faith. Our message is the message that outlives any man, every man. It's eternal. It is the message that God wants all people to know him. They're not all going to understand it. They're not all going to receive it the first time. But with the aid and help of the Holy Spirit today, let's do exactly what Paul and Barnabas did. Uh, Let's not make this about us. Let's keep pointing everyone to Jesus Christ because it is the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey But we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.